This is the day the Lord has made. Thank you for joining us in worship today. We praise God for you and however you're listening. We pray the message you receive will allow you to strengthen your relationship in Christ and build his kingdom as we seek God, shape lives, and serve the world. As we prepare for the message for today, for our graduates and for all of us, our scripture is found in 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 14. That's 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 through 12. 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 12 in ESV. And it reads, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. Let us pray. God, our creator, sustainer, redeemer, and deliverer, we come right now in the precious and powerful name of Jesus. We come thanking you for loving us, guiding us, keeping us. As we celebrate with these graduates, as we celebrate with all of those who completed this school year, we give you praise, honor, and glory. Now, God, speak to us in a special way that we may speak unto others that your will can be done in our lives, that we may be obedient to your will and your way. We thank you, God. We love you, God. We magnify your name. Now have your way as your word go forth, God. Open our ears that we may hear, our minds that we may understand, and our hearts that we might believe. Spirit of the living God, just fall fresh on us, and we'll give you all the praise, the honor, and the glory. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Congratulations again, graduates. You're starting a new chapter in your life, a new beginning. And now that you've graduated, now that all of life is ahead of you, our subject for this graduation Sunday is, what now? Say it again, what now? It's been a difficult and challenging year, which really makes your accomplishments even more amazing. Prayerfully, through the years you have been connected with as you've been connected with First African and connected with Christ, that you have grown, that you have been blessed. However, now that you've graduated, your lessons in life has not ceased, but will continue and transform you even more into the person God has ordained you to become. So seeing that this momentous occasion has taken place in your lives, 
and you are ready to move on to greater and better things in life, let's look at three familiar things you ought to do to answer the question, what now? First, keep seeking God. Keep seeking God. Let's put first things first. Make sure that you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Some of you are about to leave home if you haven't already left. And I'm going to borrow a slogan from American Express Advertising. They said, don't leave home without it. Well, I'm saying to you concerning your personal relationship with God, don't leave home without him. Oh yeah, don't leave home without God. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. There may come a time in your life, or may have already been a time, when you felt that God was so very far from you. But seek him even now while you're listening, even now while you're paying attention to the word of God. Seek him while others around you who love God and encouraging you to have a closer walk with God. Seek him now. Seek him while you're listening. Seek him now. God loves you. I need to pause there because sometimes we just say it so quickly and everybody's like, yeah, okay, I know God loves you. I love you. I have somebody who I talk to on a lot, on a daily basis almost, and every time he, he hangs up, he says, love you. He hangs up. And I thought I was special, you know, that he loved pastor. You know? But I found out when I heard him talking to somebody else who didn't really care much about, I heard him talking to him, he hung up and said, love you. Oh, you love everybody. But, but we're supposed to love everybody. But it's more than just saying God loves you and think that that's just something we say. No, no. When we say God loves you, we really mean it. He loves and cares for you. And he's evidenced that he loves us. He didn't just say I love you, but he did something about it. Jesus died for our sins and rose from the grave. Believe it. Accept him as your Lord and Savior. Matter of fact, John, the third chapter, Verse 16 and 17 states, and you can read it as I say it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Wow. See, after you come to know him, you, you come to know him, you come to know him, we seek him. He says he loves us, and he loves us so much that Jesus died for our sins. He was buried, and he rose from the grave. We accept that. We believe that. We believe that he died and that he rose. But that's because of his love. And once we've accepted him, now that we believe this, we should not become the folk who condemn everybody about everything. No. He said he came not to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. We're going to talk more about how we get the chance to do that. So the very first thing we realize is what we must do is to seek him. After you come to know him, keep seeking everything that he has for you. Seek his favor. Seek his will for your life. Seek to do his will. Seek to please him in every way. Mm. Lord, I want to please you. Lord, I want to serve you. Seek to do that every day. But not only do we want to Keep seeking God. Secondly, we want to keep shaping lives. 
If you're seeking him, you can't help but learn of him. As you learn of him, your life will continue to be shaped and molded by him. Thank you, Lord. He will shape and mold you from what you're learning. Keep shaping your life and other lives through continuously learning and continuously growing in Christ. 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Did you catch that? Whoever loves knows God. Keep knowing him. Come on, brothers. Keep knowing him. Keep learning of him. Even though you graduated, you still haven't learned everything. Let me say that again. Even though you have graduated, you got your degree. Everybody's applauding. Everybody's excited. Even though you've made that benchmark in life, you have not learned everything. There's so much more to life. There's so much more to living. You know God, but keep on learning. Yes. As you learn, allow God to mold you. Allow God to shape you as you learn. He wants you to be what he desired for you to be. And you will amazingly discover that who God desires for you to be is exactly who you want to be. Oh, just learn of him. Allow him to shape you. Allow him to mold you. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 11, beginning in verse 28, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Let, let, let me do that again, because you need to get this. Listen to what Jesus says. He says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden. In other words, those who work, those who toil, those who are doing your best to do the best you can, those who have graduated, those who are still seeking to graduate. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. He says, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Take, take that responsibility upon you, he says, and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Sometimes we want to say this Christian walk is so difficult, but it's not difficult if we yoke with Christ, if we're letting him lead us all the way. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Keep learning. Keep allowing God to mold you and shape you into that very bright future that lies ahead. Mm. Keep that. Keep learning. Oh, there are things you can learn every day. And allow others to speak to you. Listen to others as you continue on your journey. Listen and allow God to speak to you through others who know him. Allow God to speak to you from the very nature of the things wherever you might be. And you can actually hear the cricket. So you may be able to see the stars in the sky or the moon, whatever. Allow God to minister to you and learn. Learn. Take time to keep learning. You will keep seeking God. But not only should you keep seeking God and keep shaping your lives, and you continue on this journey called life, 
you should also, thirdly, keep serving the world. A great part of your learning down through the years has been through doing, yes, doing the things you do, hands-on experience, on-the-job training. As you learn of God, we must also do the things that God has taught us to do. This is a year of action. So guess what? We must do things. We must be in action. We must actually physically, mentally, spiritually, financially, we must do the things God has called us to do. Look again to the text in 1 John chapter 4, verse 9. God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. Christ lives in you. Christ lives in us through the person of the Holy Spirit. And therefore, we are to do his will. Let me say it again. The text says God sent his son, his only son, to the world so that we might live through him. Christ lives in you. Christ lives in us. And he lives in us through the person of the Holy Spirit. And therefore, we are to do his will. You have been empowered to do what God has equipped you to do. You have been empowered to do it. Yes, God not only has given us commands of what we ought to do, he's not only given us inspiration to do it, but he has empowered us to do his work and to do his will. Wow, you have everything that you need. You've been empowered to do what God equipped you to do, and that serve him by serving the world. That's a tall order. You may ask then, how do I serve the world, Pastor? I've graduated, I know this, but, but how do I serve the world? Great question. It's in this text. 1 John chapter 4, verse 11. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. That's it. That's what we're to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. I don't know what God wants me to be. God wants you to be where you are. God wants you to be where he sends you. But he calls upon us to love one another. Hallelujah. Go ahead, Pat. Love one another. Do you understand that as you're serving the world, you're serving the world by being who God has called you to be? There's no other you but you. Can't anybody do you but you. Can't anybody do you but you. And understand God loves you so much that he placed within you everything you need to do what he needs you to do. Because God loves us and lives in us, we have no choice but to show our love for him by loving one another. We serve the world by loving others in such a way that the world can see Jesus in us. Wherever you go, whatever you do, whatever life brings to you, all you have to do is let others see Christ in you from serving. How do you serve? You serve by loving. Love. God has placed love within us because he is love. And if you love, you're loving in such a way to showing that you know and you believe that God loves you and God loves us. Well, Pastor, how do we know that God loves me? How do we know that God loves us? Well, it's because he sent his son through 42 generations. His son came, about, came to this earth and went about doing good. 
Out of all the good he did, folk talked about him, folk ridiculed him, folk called him everything but a child of God. But Jesus kept on doing what was good. He kept on doing what was right. He kept on serving that present age, and he's serving this present age through us. But look at what happened to our Lord and Savior out of all the good he did. They did talk about him. They did ridicule him. But they arrested him and took him from judgment hall to judgment hall. Can you see our Lord and Savior still loving and caring for us, not giving up the fight because he loves you and because he loves me? Can you see him when they march him up the guard off his hill and put nails in his hands and nails in his feet with a crown of thorns on his head? Can you see our Lord and Savior when he died for all of our sins? We messed up. We have sinned. But he died that we might have life and have it more abundantly. He died on the cross for you and for me. But the story doesn't stop there. Oh no, tell the good news everywhere you go, graduate. Tell the good news everywhere. He died. <clears throat> he was placed in a borrowed tomb. Stayed there all night Friday. Stayed there all day Saturday. Stayed there all night Saturday. But early on that Sunday morning, he got up from the grave with power. Power over the grave. Victory over death. Then later he ascended into heaven and sent back the Holy Spirit who lives in us, who guides us and directs us who helps us in our seeking, our shaking, who helps us in our serving. So we just say, to God be the glory for the things he has done, is doing, and will do. So allow God to keep us. Allow God to keep you. Allow God to direct you. And if anyone is listening today and you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we want to give you an opportunity right now to say, yes, I need the Lord in my life. I'm moving on with my life as well, but I don't want to move without Jesus. I want to take them everywhere I go. So if you want to accept it, please pray this prayer after me. I will say the prayer, but it's the one you have to pray for yourself. So as I say it, or even as you read it, pray for yourself. It's all you have to believe that Jesus died for your sins, rose from the grave. The word of God says in Romans 10 that if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart, God is raised from the dead, you shall be saved. Hallelujah. But you have to also be willing to acknowledge that you've sinned and come short and ask God to move in your life. So pray this prayer with me if you want to accept Christ right now. Say, Father God, I have sinned. I have not been all I should be. I am sorry for my sins. I want to turn from my sins. I believe in my heart Jesus died for my sins and rose from the grave. I'm willing to trust you, God, all the days of my life. Holy Spirit, come into my life and help me to be what you want me to be. I will tell others that you saved me. Thank you, God, for saving me right now. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. If you accept the Christ in your life and you you made that profession of faith, you can send him, go ahead and click the link below, let us know that you've done that. Uh, talk with us about it. Um, if you've come and you've given your heart to Christ, we want to thank you for becoming his disciple, but you can also become a member of First Afton. We invite you to share with us in a very special way. And don't forget, everyone, that you can also give as we continue to celebrate our graduates and thank God for them. Uh, you can also give on Givelify, G-I-V-E-L-I-F-Y. Go to Givelify, you can give your contributions, pay your tithes, and give your offerings. But we also know that you can uh, send your contributions to First African Baptist Church, 22 Montgomery Street, 31401. We want to thank each of you for 
coming to share with us and sharing with our graduates and all of those who have achieved this school year. We thank God for you, and we're looking forward to continue to allow God to guide us, direct us, to use us as we give him all the praise, the honor, and the glory. Let us pray. God, we thank you, we love you, we adore you, we magnify your name. Thank you for this opportunity to worship together. We ask now that you go with all of our graduates and their families, guide and direct us all to be more of the men and women you called us to be. And now we ask that the grace of God, the love of Jesus, and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit should rest ruling about us now henceforth and forevermore. Let the people of God say amen and praise God. Remain connected to us as we build God's kingdom together. Join us on Facebook at the historic First African Baptist Church and our website, firstafricanbc.com. You may also contribute through an app called Givelify, G-I-V-E-L-I-F-Y. May God bless you and thank you for worshiping with us.